In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In our first reading this morning, we hear a little bit of the story of Job. We're told that God said that Job was a man that was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. The entire book of Job recounts how the devil causes all kinds of pain and calamities to happen to Job. All his flocks and livestock were attacked and killed. His home was destroyed. His children died. He was afflicted with sores and pain. His friends turned on him. And through it all, Job remained faithful and refused to blame God for all his misfortune or to turn away from God. As just a little aside, uh, when I was in seminary, uh, I was asked to be on a committee that was to select a, a statue to be a gift from our senior class to the seminary. And we went to see the sculptor, and he had most of his sculptors out in his, sculptures out in his backyard, and he had one of, of Job. And in this sculpture, uh, Job was sitting, and he had both of his hands, like so, very, very dejected, and a bird had put a deposit right on Job's head. <laughs> the sculptor said he wished he had any way to make that permanent. I, I think it pretty much sums up poor old Job. But I must admit that I find the whole story of Job just a little bit disconcerting. It seems cruel to me that God would allow Job to go through such suffering just to prove a point to Satan. And the truth be known, I don't really believe that God directly did all those horrible things to Job. But in ancient Hebrew thought, anything that happened to people was thought to have been an act of God. The point of this story, whether one believes that God caused all these atrocities or believes that they happened naturally, is that through it all, no matter what he experienced, Job maintained his faith in the goodness and love of God. In the end, all of his fortunes were regained, and we're told in the end of the book of Job that the Lord blessed the latter days of his life even more than the beginning. But rather than being a story about God putting, through, putting Job through inconceivable trials in order to show up Satan, the book of Job is a shining example of a life lived in faith and devotion to God, no matter what life threw at him. As Job said to his wife, shall we receive the good at the hand of God and not receive the bad? It's about living a life of faith, trusting that even in our darkest hour, God is with us. In this morning's gospel lesson, Pharisees attempted to trap Jesus with a question about divorce. 
And I've decided Tom Carter's not going to fall into that trap. <laughs> I'll save that discussion of divorce for another sermon. However, later in the Gospel account, it says people were bringing little children to Jesus in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Little children, let the little children come to me. Children have an innate ability to see awe and wonder in everything around them. Many of you may have noticed that prior to COVID, when serving communion to a small child, I would kneel in front of them, look them in the eyes, and press the host into their hands, calling them by name if I knew it, and say the body of our Lord Jesus Christ keep you in everlasting life. When I served in a parish in Hickory, North Carolina, a lady came up to me after church one Sunday and said, Father, I can't believe that you give communion to small children. They don't understand the mystery. And I said, boy, am I glad you came because I don't understand the mystery. <laughs> but the closest I ever come to understanding the mystery of the Eucharist is when I get on the level of a child and I look into their eyes, press the bread into their hands, call them by name and say, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ keep you in everlasting life. I don't know that I convinced her, but it convinces me time and time again. It moves me almost to tears to see the look of wonder in their eyes. I look forward to being able to do that again soon. It proves to me every time that children understand mystery so much better than us jaded adults. But it's up to us to convey to them that something awesome and mysterious is taking place. I've often seen clergy, and I, I can't help but wonder why does no one see the the, the mystery, they're almost like they're dealing cards. Body of Christ, body of Christ, body of Christ. This is something magnificent and wonderful. And we, as adults, need to regain some of the awe and wonder ourselves. We can never completely understand the mystery of the Eucharist. However, when we come in faith, to the banquet prepared for us. We take God's very being into ourselves. Our sins are forgiven. They're literally washed away. 
And we are empowered and sustained by the Holy Spirit to do ministry in the name of Christ. That, my friends, is awesome. Children come into this world having complete faith that they're going to be nurtured and cared for. They're completely dependent on their parents for all their needs. They can do nothing but trust that those that love them will supply whatever it is they need. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. It is to children like me and you that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Jesus is not saying that if we didn't accept him when we were small children, or that if we were not baptized as a child, that it's too late for us. No, he is saying that no matter our age, we are God's precious children and should come to Jesus with a childlike faith, trusting that God in Christ is enough. Job was a good example to us of what childlike faith looks like. When his world was falling apart around him, even when he was suffering unthinkable hardship and grief, Job trusted completely that God is always faithful. He knew that our God is a God of love. He was convinced that God had cared for him in the past and that God would care for him in the future. Life is not easy. God does not promise that we will never have hardships. There is no guarantee that we won't suffer or experience great loss. But God does promise that he will always be with us. His Holy Spirit will comfort us and sustain us when we are lost and broken. Come and see blessed children of God. Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Amen.